Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,247. I'm celebrating Women's History Month this March by having 21 inspiring women, the movers and shakers who work in the automotive industry. Today, we're talking to a racer. Believing in yourself is the first secret to success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the celebrity stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yard guests, including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver. I hope I'll see you at the Classic Auto Show. For more information, go to theclassicautoshow.com. That's theclassicautoshow.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Beverly Hills, California, Lisa Clark. Lisa, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. All right. Lisa Clark is a race car driver who was born in Phoenix, Arizona. She grew up participating in desert motorsports from a very young age, being raised by a single father. She spent weekends riding dirt bikes, playing in the garage, and working around cars with her dad. Today, the mother of two daughters, Lisa has always had a passion for motorsports, but being a mother took up most of her time, so it wasn't until a little later in her life she started racing. She's worked her way up through the ladder in the racing world and currently drives an amateur as an amateur, I should say, in the Ferrari Challenge Series. Very, very cool. So, Lisa, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before we jump into the questions, would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for racing automobiles? I'm happy to do that, Mark. Thank you for having me. Um, You bet. It's been a really great, exciting journey for me, especially at my later stage in life. Um, As you've mentioned, I've always had a passion for cars and engines and of all types. And being raised by a father really helped me grow that passion. And probably if I, I always tell people, if I would have had a mom in that world, I probably would not be where I am today in racing. Um, <laughs> kudos to my dad for um, allowing me to pursue this. Really, for me, it was just kind of a journey building into finding a way at some point in my life, if I could, to be able to jump in a race car and experience um, that kind of feeling. Once my daughters grew up, I was able to kind of find a way, being encouraged at the time by my husband saying, let's do this. I think you you have the time now and we kind of have a little financial where we can support your passion. So that's kind of how I got the ball rolling. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, very fortunate to have a uh, a husband that said, hey, you want to go racing? Sure, let's go racing. I mean, that's very cool to support you in that way. And, uh, you know, my wife ran into the same thing when our kids grew up, kind of empty nest. She had quit her longtime career as an engineer to stay home and, and raise the children. And then afterwards, she's like, I need to go do something. You know, it's there's only so much sitting around you can really do. And I was working full time and gone all all the time. And 
So finding something you're passionate about at a different point in life and making a pivot to do something really exciting and fun like you've done is a great inspiration. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking out on the track here at Cars. Yeah, so Lisa, take the wheel. Oh, happy to. There are so many great quotes out there that people can grab onto. The one that I actually even have it on my Facebook page because I just felt like that kind of encompassed what I believed. And it's believing in yourself is the first secret to success. And really, that's kind of the baseline for me. And I think if if you can't find that inner place where you really feel like you can find a way to succeed at something you like, then you're not going to get there. And for me, that's kind of the quote that I, my mantra, I should say, my mantra. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great, a great way to live. You know, you remind me a little bit about a, a, of a great guest I had in the past. Do you know who Renee Brinkerhoff is? I do not. Oh, you've, you've got to get to know her. Um, she was at home raising kids and the kids were gone. And one day she was folding laundry thinking, what am I going to do with my life? She was, I think, about 54 at the time. And she said, you know what? I think I might want to go race a car. And she had never raced a car. Well, she has since then. And she's been a guest here on the show. So you people can go back and listen to her story, find her out there. She bought a little Porsche 356 and she's literally raced it on every continent around the world. Uh, started with Carrera Panamera and then has gone on to race that car all over the place. A very inspiring story, like yourself, that she just decided, I'm going to go out and do something for myself now right. and go fast and drive. So no doubt your mantra worked very well into Renee's life, but I'm going to have to introduce you to because I think you two would get along. Oh my gosh, I'd love to meet her. Yeah, she's a wonderful woman, just fantastic. I have had the pleasure of meeting her during car week down at the Quail. She had her car at that event. And ran into her at the uh, concourse uh, event on um, Carmel in Carmel, rather on the the avenue there. She had her car there too, so I will I will introduce you to oh, you two would get you would get along. It's great. Well, you know, let's go back in time a little bit. I know growing up where your dad was into cars, you're out on bikes in the desert having fun. What a wonderful childhood! Is there a specific story though, as you remember it, when you knew that you were going to be a car gal or a bike gal or a, a gal that likes to drive really fast? Well, one of the places, yes, actually, um, that kind of is embedded in my heart was my dad used to like to go to drag races. So we would go watch those um, on weekends and um, in the nighttime, which was super fun, too. And there was a woman there that, um, you know, when I was a young girl and her name was Shirley Muldowney. And she was a drag racer. I got to meet her as a little girl because we would go and stand and watch the races. And um, so after one of the races one night, I had an uncle who knew her. And so he took me over to her and I met her. And I just remember looking up at her and just, you know, she stood in front of this badass car. And, you know, just as a little girl, I just was amazed that she got in that car and went, you know, the speed that she did. And hearing yeah. that sound and seeing her in her suit and get out with her helmet was just like, oh my gosh, who is it? I want to be that person. She was cool to me. And uh, she was kind of the one that kind of, in my mind later in life, kind of showed me what you can do, even as a woman, you know, that it's like, 
wow, I, I can do that. I, there's got to be a way I can do that. You know, what a cool thing. And, and I love that, especially for young girls when they can see there's a path in a, into a field where it's mostly dominated by men and that there are women pioneers. I mean, Shirley Muldowney was one of them. Lynn St. James, of course, who's uh, been a guest on the show and will be a guest very shortly again. She's going to return. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be able to interview her at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa uh, this month which will be pretty darn cool. I'll be up on the uh, stage as the MC interviewing people, and I'm so happy to be able to see Lynn again. But uh, these women that create possibility, and it's the same for young boys with men or with women, whatever, just to look at what they're doing and say, well, maybe I can go do that someday. And and Lisa, here you are driving cars around tracks. So you made it. Woo-hoo. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was a path that I obviously didn't partake into later in life, but you know, along the way in my years of growing up and moving out from my dad, obviously, I had some moments where I was playing around with cars and had guy friends in high school and started doing some some autocross stuff, um, which was really fun in parking lots. So I just kind of would jump in here and there in different aspects of cars. So that definitely helped Yeah, to kind yeah. of get to where I am today. Yeah, very cool. I love it. Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and maybe talk about a challenge or even a failure that you faced along the way, some kind of hurdle that you came up against that uh, challenged you a bit. The most important part of the story, though, that I want you to emphasize is what did you learn from it so that you can move forward? So walk us through one of those things, would you? Well, I can think of one off the top of my head that just kind of popped in recently, even though I was going to maybe mention another, and that was I had a pretty bad motorcycle accident. It was an 82 on the streets. Mm. Not my fault, but anyway, someone didn't see me, a woman. And But anyway, being in that crash and being able to come out of it, it took a lot of healing because I got pretty damaged. So I had about 14 months of being laid up of, you know, trying to recover and regroup and rebuild and kind of figure out a direction for my life at that point. I felt I had lost so much ground. For me, that was a big challenge to overcome that kind of the physicality of being injured, but then it also takes a toll on you mentally. That was one of the big challenges for me. And I see people today that have had major injuries a lot worse than I have and what they've overcome. Those are really challenging times where you have to really dig within yourself deep and find a way out to get kind of back to where you were. Yeah. And I know from learning a bit about you, you were messed up pretty good there. I mean, you get hit on a bike and uh, it can be minor or very, very major and 14 months of trying to get yourself back together. And I think the big part is the mental part many times because you go through all that anguish. I've had so many people on this show who've dealt with serious injuries in all different respects, whether they be health things or accidents, especially with all the racers I've had on the show. And how they've come back from that one comes to mind, of course, Tommy Kendall, uh, who's been on the show twice here. He actually interviewed me on my 1000th show, which was a really exciting, fun thing to do. And by the way, Tommy's doing a really cool show right now with another past guest here, Justin Bell. They've got a trailer and they're going to racetracks and they do interviews. It's really a fun little thing they're doing. Let me ask you this. For somebody who might be going through something like this, what were some of the things you did to help you dig deep and get yourself I guess stay positive so that you knew there was an end to this and a place to go forward. I think it's really knowing that um, there is an end. It, it's finding that 
mental strength to, to tell yourself that it will get better. And I think no matter what in life brings you, it's, you've got to find that window. And once you see that little light, you've got to really pursue it and find ways to get there. And that's kind of that inner strength I think we all have as individuals. So for me, it was just pretty much pulling myself out of my misery and, you know, quit feeling sorry and thinking life's going to change for me. It doesn't unless you make the change. And it's that big first step of us believing that we we can do it. There's nobody there that's going to do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Great words of wisdom there. Well, let's go back in time and talk about your first really special ride vehicle. Could have been a bike, maybe a car, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Well, that my first ride was my Jeep. I had a, a CJ5. It was like my first car that I was able to have. My dad said, hey, there's a couple down the street. They're going through a divorce. They want to sell this Jeep. It doesn't run, but we can. you pay half, I'll pay half. We'll tow it home and um, rebuild the engine. So for me, that was kind of my first big, exciting vehicle in my life. I mean, I saved up my paychecks and was able to buy parts for the Jeep to make it look chrome parts and everything. Because I had this goal of like, oh, my gosh, once we get it running, there was this car show called the Motorama that I wanted to, to enlist my Jeep in thinking, oh, if I can get a vehicle fixed up on my budget to be in that, I've made it. <laughs> so that was kind of my goal. Um, and I worked on that. And uh, yeah, that was my car. I love that car. Well, you know, what's really cool about this. Your dad was a great guy, obviously. But I can tell just by this little story, the fact that he did a couple things. He he required that you paid for some of this. So there was some oh, yeah. uh, skin skin in the game. The fact that you had to buy the parts and things and that you had to work on it to make it operate is an incredible, incredibly wise parental thing to do, in my opinion. Because now you had a lot vested into this vehicle, and so you take better care of it versus someone who would just gives somebody a vehicle, and maybe maybe there isn't as much value there. So kudos to a, a great father that you had. That was very cool. And Jeeps are cool, too, especially living in the desert. Lots of places to go off-roading. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go in your life that you really wish you had back in your garage? Oh, yes. My very first Ferrari, and it was a 348 GTB. Oh my gosh, I love that car. But at the time when I had it, I always wanted a Porsche. I always felt like if I had enough money, this was a used uh, Ferrari that I got, but I always thought, oh my gosh, if someday I could have a brand new 911, that would be my dream. I was able to order one. And while I was waiting for it, I had seen this, this Ferrari and I thought, oh my God, can I actually own a Ferrari for a minute? Is that even possible? So I got this great deal on this car and I loved it. And then I got the phone call about a year later from Porsche saying, oh, your car's in. And I was so bummed out because I didn't want to get rid of this Ferrari, right? But at the Mm -hmm. time, my husband's like, Lisa, you've always wanted a Porsche 911 brand new. You, Here it is. So I'm like, okay, picked it up. And, um, you know, I had to trade in the Ferrari for it. And um, I still regret that day because even though it was something I always wanted, I don't know, that Ferrari just kind of stole my heart. and. that Porsche didn't have the same meaning that I thought it was going to. <laughs> well, Ferrari's stealing hearts. They have stolen a lot of hearts over time mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of, of checkbooks and wallets and savings <laughs> accounts and all sorts of things. But that's right. Uh, 
Well, I'm a big Porsche fan, so I'm I'm happy you got a new 911. That's my dream someday is to order one. I've had lots of 911s over the years, but I've never been able to go in and order one. They just keep raising the price every year. It's I like, please. <laughs> it's it's I, incredible. I do have a Porsche, I have to say. I, I have a track car that I, I play around with. They're great cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very. I mean, their car, you can just get in, drive to the track, drive, come home. Exactly. But having even a dedicated track Porsche is even better. So kudos to you for that. Very fun. Well, I would love for you to talk a little bit about what has you excited this year with cars and, and specifically, perhaps for those listeners out there that aren't real familiar with the Ferrari Challenge Series, talk a little bit about this series that you're racing in, what it means, how it all works, and uh, how much fun you're having. Well, being able to race in Ferrari Challenge is a great place to be because there are all levels of, of racing as an amateur. For me, getting to race in Challenge was kind of my goal. But I wanted to make sure when I did jump in that I wasn't going to be in the very bottom because I think anyway, as a woman in motorsports, you you are facing other challenges as well. So to earn that respect, you kind of need to be in a respectful racing level. But with with saying that, it does offer, well, the car is amazing, first of all, and it's very professionally run and it's a national and international series. So you get to race on great tracks. You have great opportunities to be on tracks that um, you would never think you'd be able to be on at, at the level you're, you are as an amateur. So with that being said, those are some big perks that, that challenge has to offer. And then the people that you are racing against, you, you become close to some and because you're coming from all walks of life and you all share that same passion and you really do realize that in racing there there is a level of respect there and everyone is really good about that in this series i've not really come across anyone that that didn't respect the craft and that would appreciate why you were there because we're all paying a lot of money it's very expensive to race and in that series it is too and those cars obviously are a lot of money it's been a really great experience and it's it's a hard one to leave because you really do reach a level of camaraderie w- amongst all the race car drivers that you're competing against at all levels. It's been a lot of fun. No doubt. Now, what type of Ferrari are you driving? The last couple of years, I've been in the 458 Challenge car. But now we've moved to the next generation. This year, I'm jumping in the 488. They started that up last season, but I, I remained in the 458 car. Just purchased the new one. Um, so this season which starts in a couple of weeks, I'll be in the 488. Oh, oh my gosh. So cool. I mean, this is so cool. And it's a very serious challenge series too. I will say I've had several friends and many people on the show that race Ferrari Challenge. Um, this is real racing. I mean, people get out there. They're, they're very good drivers, uh, very skilled. But I love the fact that, like you said, people respect each other. There's a camaraderie there. Since there's no big prize money at the end of the day, it's just the accolades of, hey, good job, or we're having a good dice in the middle of the track or at the front of the track or wherever you are on the track. I mean, just being out there is so cool. And have you driven the new car yet? And is there a comparison between the old that you can share? Um, yes, I've actually, I tested in another one, um, not the one that I'm purchasing yet, but there is a difference because you've got turbo and then you've got naturally aspirated. And so it's a different feel too of the car the next generation well you've got more horsepower it's just a lot more advanced in the sense of technicality 
the the, the throttle control builds up a lot quicker than in the 458. The 458 has a grittier feel. It feels more old school racing where the 488, you've got cameras inside. So you don't, you know, your mirrors are a screen to look behind you. It's a different sound. So you're getting used to a different sound, different braking. So there's some some things that are different for sure. Absolutely. And how many races do you hope to participate in this year? Well, this season has six race weekends and then finals are in Europe. And um, I'm jumping into Le Mans in June, just kind of in that car with a couple other teammates. So that's going to be fun. We're going to be in the opening race for the 24 hour, which isn't on the schedule normally for Ferrari. But um, so that I'll add that on my season. Can't pass that one up. No, man, Lisa, you have a year ahead of you. This is so exciting. Oh, I'm jealous. I want to be there. That is so cool. So cool. Well, and to go and run that track, Le Mans before. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a great year this is going to be. Well, we wish you the greatest successes are a way that people can follow along with your racing. Do you have a website or do you do it on Facebook or how can people keep up with how you're doing? I have an Instagram. It's racer.mom. That's kind of a good way to reach out and kind of, I try to put in, plug in stuff that I'm doing once my season hits. I am on Facebook. Happy to have followers there. It's really been great, the Instagram, because I find that people that are trying to get into racing, they'll reach out. And I had done this show, a Netflix show called Fastest Car. And from that show, I had a lot of interest from a lot of younger girls, which was really great to see because I I really, that's a big passion of mine is inspiring not only women, but young girls in motorsport. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Wonderful. Well, Lisa, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV-TV. 
I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Lisa, we are back, and here's a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a car parked in your garage, what would Lisa be and why? Ooh, I like that question. Well, for me, I would be a race car. (laughs) I mean, I think that is to imagine myself with a great driver in my seat and to do a checkered flag or qualify on pole and make podium because I had this great driver and I was a great car and we just kind of shared this bond, that would be my choice. No doubt. (laughs) I kind of thought you might answer it that way, but most definitely Lisa's a race car. Well, we're going to enter the last lap here and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Ferrari throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice or racing advice you've ever received? Oh, I think automotive advice would be, but it was back in the day, um, learning how to, when you run out of gas, how to prime a carburetor. That was an amazing, magical experience once I figured out how I was shown how to do that, actually. Well, I still receive that racing advice from my coaches, and that's all about um, carrying speed at exit of the apex. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very Never important. Never do that well enough. So that's constant challenge and advice that I have in my brain constantly when I'm on the track. Absolutely. That's why they call it the Ferrari challenge. Would you, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes over the years? Oh, sure. I would say listening and being curious is really one of my habits that I would recommend for anything you want to learn in life. It's all about listening and asking the questions. And you're just trying to learn all you can about what it is you want to succeed in or achieve. Those would be my two uh, things. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Oh, so important. My regular listeners know this of me, but I love Stephen Covey's seven, seven habits oh. of highly effective people. And habit five is just that. First, listen to understand, then speak to be understood. So uh, you've applied that very well to your success in life, for sure. How about a resource? There's a lot of great resources these days. Is there one you'd like to share with the listeners? You know, there's one I really recommend, and his name is Ross Bentley. I would, I read all, you know, his books that he wrote on speed and learning all you can about racing. And then he also has a, a website and he constantly puts stuff out. I would say join that, join, and he's constantly putting periodicals and podcasts and everything you want to know about car mechanics and racing. Yeah, Ross is a good friend of mine. He lives just a, just up the road from me here, actually. And uh, I've known him forever. When I first started racing vintage cars, uh, some friends bought me his first books, uh, which were great guides for me on how to be a better driver. And when he wanted to get into a podcast, he actually came down and I spent a day with him here at my home where I podcast from to help him uh, learn how to do that. And he's since launched his own podcast, which is very cool. So Yeah, if you're into racing, Ross Bentley, Speed Secrets, that's the guy to go to. He has a great blog that comes out every Tuesday as well. So uh, join that and uh, partake in the knowledge that he has to share. Now, if I could sit down and and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive or racing industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Well, I've already done that with Mario Andretti. So 
I can check that off the box. But I had a great uncle that raced Indy Formula One. Um, he was a Hall of Fame sprint car driver. So that would be, and I never got to meet him because he was killed in the 60s in racing. But um, he would be the one I'd want to sit down and, and really get to know. What's his name? Don Branson was his name. There you go. That would be very cool indeed. Very nice. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should read? I mean, for me, those the Speed Secrets are great books. To, yeah. For racing. I would hit all those and, and read all those. Absolutely. Again, uh, great books by Ross. Shout out to Ross. Uh, he does a great job of helping people learn how to drive better, faster, safer. Well, I'll remind you, listeners, you can find all these great resources Lisa's been so kind to share on her very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Lisa Clark, and those pages will pop up with all these great links. All right, Lisa. We are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car. Not a race car, but a collector car, something fun to drive. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch more race cars or racing parts. That little trick's off the table, because I have raced, and I know what it takes to race. You're always spending money on cars. You have to drive this car. I want you to enjoy it. No garage queens here. And the last, it's the only car you can have in your garage. So you have to choose very wisely. So what are you going to live with? So I have to be able to drive it? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. I want you to take it out and enjoy it. You know, some people buy collector cars and they never drive them. They just sit there and they don't share them with anybody. I want you to get out and drive this thing. So make sure you pick something that you think you'd enjoy driving. Mm, okay. I actually, in my mind, thought of a my uncle's Indy car. I want, <laughs> but that's not a drivable car on the streets. Gosh, collector car for me? Just because I'm not into collecting cars, I like really driving them. So that's a good thing. I would say some type of Ferrari. I love this Speciale. I love that car. It's it's pretty practical for driving on the street. So it would yeah. have to be a speedy car of some sort. So I would go with the, the Speciale or the, the new Pista that's out. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, you're an expensive date, Lisa. That's for uh, sure. Uh, I'll, drive. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have the car. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you pick some nice Ferraris there and certainly fun cars to go out and enjoy in the road. Do you have a preference as to what color you'd like that car to be? I love yellow. That seems ah, okay. to be in my, my world these days in my cars. So I'll go with yellow. Speed yellow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or we'll call it fly yellow, I guess, in the case fly. of Ferrari. So yeah, speed yellow would be a Porsche color. So uh, we'll make it fly yellow. Well, Lisa, you have taken me on a fun ride around the track today. I knew this would be great. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Is there a little, maybe a parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you uh, rip off into the sunset in that Ferrari? You know, I think for anybody, no matter what your passion is, you know, if you have something that really just takes you away from, from your life, the misery or whatever of your life, you know, you really need to pursue a passion and not be thinking there's borders. You know, there's there's no borders. Pursue it. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks that it is that you're doing or judging. It's just if it feels good, you do it. That's what I would offer. Figure out a way to do it for sure. Again, what are the best ways for people to follow along with you and what you're doing? My Instagram, racer.mom, is a good way, and uh, you can catch me on Facebook as well. And Facebook, or is it just under Lisa Clark? Yes. With the team I'm on, Scuderia Corsa, they are constantly, um, you can 
get onto that website, uh, Ferrari Challenge, and you can find out kind of how I'm doing in that. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I put those links on Lisa's show notes page so you can follow along with her racing, see how she's doing, uh, enjoy the ride with her as she travels around the country and eventually uh, over in Europe to enjoy driving and racing. We wish you the best success in your racing career. Stay safe out there. I want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners and being a great inspiration. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Happy to be here. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!